Hello, this is Brent Bell, head of school at Darlington, and welcome to the Darlington Podcast. Today is part one of our spring sports preview. I'm here with boys varsity coaches Reed Owens, Al Shorey, Brendan Leeser, Jared Willerson, Kevin Hunt, and Matt Larry to talk about what we can look forward to this spring sports season. Thanks everybody for joining us today. Welcome to the Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia. Join us as we take a look inside and outside our classrooms and connect with students, teachers, alumni, and more. So we'll jump right in and uh, we'll start with uh, baseball and Coach Larry. And uh, Coach Larry, give us a little bit of uh, a preview of the season. What, what can we expect uh, from the Tigers on the, uh, the diamond this year? Well, we expect to have a, a, a good season, uh, hopefully comparable to last year. We had a good season last year, have a good group of guys that uh, we feel can get us into the playoffs again. Would you say your, your team is experienced, um, a blend of, of newcomers, a pretty young team? What, what is the, what's would, the lineup look like this I year? I would say that uh, it's a junior strong as far as experience, uh, but we do have two uh, seasoned, two or three seasoned uh, seniors that are really helping us. They're, they're really stepping up to be leaders. Uh, but then we got a good little sophomore and got some freshmen that uh, were going to be key for us later in the season. Great, great. Uh, who, who does, who's the competition out there? Who, who, who do we need to keep an eye on? Who seems to be the Well, as far as region-wise, obviously it's uh, Mount Perrin. Uh, we hope to, you know, compete well against them. But, uh, you know, the, like with everybody else, I mean, it's a, it's a very tough region. I know Christian Heritage is going to bring a, a lot better team than what they had in years past. Uh, same with Walker and uh, Norcock Christian, obviously, are, are strong. So we're looking forward to a good competitive region. Great. Anything special uh, the team and our, our fans can look forward to this year? Well, you know, we're trying to do some uh, special things during the games. I'm still having to work it out with the umpires. They have so many certain rules as far as who can be on the field at the same time. Uh, but we're trying to get some students involved during our games, in between innings. Uh, out there just to make the atmosphere a little bit more funner and, and less boring as for some people feel for baseball. So uh, to me, I'm fine with none of that going on, but I do want to try to get more uh, fans involved, you know, maybe some kind of trivia in between innings. You know, uh, we're actually going to have a, a Chick-fil-A foul ball inning. You know, anybody brings a foul ball back, gets a free chicken sandwich uh, card, worked out with Chick-fil-A. So uh, we're, we're going to just try to get more people involved, more fan base involved. Great, great. Well, you know, obviously with the, the lockout in Major League Baseball, high school baseball is the, uh, the way to go here to see some good baseball this year. Do we get to State Mutual this year? Is we that, do not. They, they, that the they came in late because, uh, you know, with the Braves going through new ownership. Right. Uh, they didn't contact us till late January of this year. And uh, we had already had um, our big Tiger Baseball Day or event coming up this Saturday. It was a doubleheader with Lafayette and Trine and Trine and Lafayette will play each other here at, the, at uh, Tiger Stadium. So um, we're not going to be able to make it this year. We tried to work it out, but we just couldn't schedule it in. Well, we got a beautiful facility. We do. And our fans need to come out and see us on campus here, and we'll look forward to seeing them on a game. And, I agree 100%. And uh, whoever goes into the creek for a foul ball is going to get a chicken sandwich. Get a chicken sandwich. Excellent. All right. <laughs> Great. We'll look forward to the season. Uh, moving around the room, uh, Coach Owens is next and, and boys tennis. So what can we look forward to with the – boys tennis team this year? Uh, so we had a great season last year. We had four seniors uh, that departed, um, but 
our number one is back again, and uh, we filled in number three spot with a with a tenth grader this year um, who is who has stepped up and um, really excited. Uh, started the season off with a, a tough loss at Calhoun, split well went two and three, um, but then bounced back on Monday against Central Carrollton. Uh, we went four and one on boys. So boys last year ended up losing uh, to two different teams. Uh, they lost to Mount Perrin and, and Wesleyan. Um, so we had a great season and, and ended up uh, second round of the playoffs. I think we have the potential uh, with the group this year to make it at least that far, if not further. Um, so had big shoes to fill, but we've filled them and, and looking forward to a good season moving forward. That's right. Tell, tell our listeners a little bit. You said uh, we lost one match two to three. We lost, we won one four to one. How does a tennis, high school tennis match in Georgia work? So we'll play three singles lines and two doubles lines. So we'll have seven players on boys varsity and then seven players on girls varsity who will travel together. And then once we get into the state playoffs, then the teams will split and obviously go um, travel as, as they need to. Um, but we'll, we'll do the three singles lines, and depending on where we play, those are typically the ones that, that get kicked off first, and then we'll have the two doubles. So you gotta win three of the five to win the match. Okay. Every match counts the same. No player can play twice, or can you play singles and doubles? You can only play one or the other. Okay. So um, traditionally we'll have our, our, our one, two, and three um, go, and then we'll have our, our four players splitting doubles. Throughout the season, they'll have the opportunity to challenge. Uh, we call it a ladder. Mm-hmm. Um, so a two can challenge a one, a three can challenge a two, and, and take over that spot. Um, we tri- typically try to do that um, on weeks where we don't have as many matches. Um, but that gives uh, the players an opportunity to, um, to stay hungry and, and not feel like they're locked into a position. Um, so it, it, it has, in the past, given us uh, um, some really good results. and. I think um, you know we, we have top-down players who can really play singles or doubles. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a fun way to keep things fresh and and um, new throughout the season. Great. Our listeners have their calendars out. A particular day or, or event that they should mark on their calendars that uh, would be a great time to come out and see the Tigers play tennis? So we will start our region play um, on the Thursday after spring break. Okay. Uh, typically, our, our varsity matches will be on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, and uh, start off with North Cobb Christian, yeah, that Thursday after after we get back from spring break. And then our senior night this year is going to be on, on March 30th. Um, so that would be a good day to come out and celebrate our, our seniors as well. Awesome. Great. Very fortunate to have 10 tennis courts. <clears throat> Uh, tennis match day is, is great fun because you can see a lot of a lot of uh, students playing tennis at the same time. Uh, when it's a, a sunny day, it's it's a, a fun experience. So we'll look forward to, to seeing seeing the team out on the courts. Um, Coach Shorey, uh, boys soccer, um, you guys are underway. Tell us a little bit about uh, what we can expect uh, on the soccer field this year. Yeah, we're uh, about. Midway through the season at this point, we start really early. We start right after we came back from uh, Christmas break. But we're the boys are three and two right now. Um, we got a really young team this year, and uh, but so far so good. They're playing really well. I do want to. Most of the credit for that goes to Coach Levesque. Uh, we're blessed with a great community coach this year, and and he's got the boys doing 
really good things. We we're only suiting up five juniors and seniors, and the rest are sophomores and freshmen, and they've been doing a heck of a job. Great. So um, we won't we won't cast any opinions on starting soccer practice at the first of January, <laughs> but uh, we appreciate your resilience there and the resilience of the players. Uh, weather is always a challenge uh, of the of the spring season. Um, but what about uh, for you guys? What are, what are uh, games you got marked on the calendar? Uh, opportunities for for our fans and our listeners to, to come out and see some soccer anything you recommend well we, we start our region scheduled tomorrow night at Mount Perrin uh, and then we'll go into spring break and then right after we get back from spring break we have two home uh, region matches back-to-back so on March 21st we'll play Christian Heritage here that's always a good a good match and then we'll follow that up the next day with Walker which is an important uh, game on the boys side so that would that would be a time to be tuned into boys soccer for sure mm-hmm. when, when somebody comes to a soccer game soccer match uh, at Darlington uh, what would you hope they see from our team we're just hoping that our, our boys play hard and play clean like it, especially on the boys side it tends to get a little chippy and we want our boys to stay above that and uh, represent the school well and our young boys you know there's a big difference between a freshman body and a senior body, but uh, folks like the, you know, Timmy King and the Sumner boys, you know, freshmen and sophomores, they're out there competing with seniors and doing a great mm-hmm. job. So uh, I, I think look for that, you know, the, the younger kids competing against seniors and, and doing well. Right. All right. Thank you. Uh, Coach Willerson, uh, talk a little golf. Um, blue skies outside today. What, what do we have to look forward to with the, uh, the golf team this year? We're going to be really talented. We've got a lot of uh, a lot of people coming back. We're very senior heavy. We've got two really good seniors, and then we got a host of juniors that are also really good. Uh, one of the things about Darlington golf is it's just tough to crack the lineup. We've got nine or ten guys that can really play, and I can only take six, sometimes only five, to a tournament. So making the lineup, you have to really play well. You can't take a day off in practice, and you really have to go at it. And you got to compete every day because every day is a qualifier. So, and that's how we determine who plays and, and who doesn't. So we talked a little bit with, with some of the other teams. Um, what, what do you have marked on the calendar? What are, what are big events in, in your mind? Well, the biggest event for us, we're very fortunate this year. We, we're hosting a tournament, the Darlington Invitational at CUSA on March 28th. We're gonna have 12 teams from around the state, all at CUSA Country Club. So that'll be a good time to come watch our golfers play. and. Both our top 12 guys will all be playing that day, so it's a chance to see all of our golfers play. Uh, and then we we also have the opportunity to host the area championship also at CUSA. So we're gonna be out there uh, on uh, April 25th to host that. So those are those are two good times to come watch our golfers uh, bat it around. Great, very fortunate to have that relationship with CUSA Country Club. Very fortunate. I can't thank Brian Albertson, Gerald Tripp, the guys at CUSA. They're they're great to us, um, great to me, and um, just really, really fortunate to have that relationship. A lot of schools don't have that, so we're very, very blessed. I'm sure we've got a lot of uh, wannabe golfers out there on the podcast. What's the difference uh, over your time watching kind of competitive golf at this level? Let's let's call it a nine-hole match. What tends to be the difference between shooting a 39 and shooting a 36? Short game is the big thing. Can you 
you know, you're not ever going to hit every shot perfectly straight. I mean, that's the goal, obviously, but you're never not you're never going to do that. So, your ability to get the ball in the hole uh, from anywhere in and around the green is 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 key. And you know, the the secondary to that is being able to keep it in play off the tee. If you can do those two things, if you can chip and putt, and you can keep it in play off the tee, you're, you're going to be you're going to find some success in a nine hole match for sure. Excellent, excellent. And uh, next up is Coach Hunt and the track team. How many years uh, coaching track in Darlington for you, Coach Hunt? I believe this is uh, 16. Okay. 16th so. year. What, what do we have to look forward to uh, this spring in year 16 of the Hunt era? Well, uh, I mean, we're getting off to a good start. We've had two meets already. We'll compete again tomorrow. Um, we tried to bunch three meets here together before spring break, break because it fell a little early. So uh, we're doing well. I mean, Boys are competing hard. Everybody's working hard. We got some extra events this year. That's been interesting, trying to piece everything together. So we're still learning as a staff as well. So uh, it's going pretty well so far. Tell us about the extra events. What's that mean? Well, we've added a four by two uh, in as an event and a four by eight as well. Um, So it gives you 16 full events. And we also, you can't do five events anymore. You can do four. So that kind of changed everything as well. Uh, as well. But uh, our boys' numbers are good. I think we'll be able to fill everything out and uh, be competitive in just about every event. So you're so an individual competitor can compete in four four events in the track. Is that a, a running event and a field event well, it, combined? It, it, it includes it includes everything. It includes relays, field events, okay. individual events. We just get four total. <clears throat> it used to be five. But uh, GHSA has bumped it down to four. And, and so, what's the strategy as you're you're trying to uh, win a track meet? Is it to um, win as many events as possible or compete in? I mean, obviously, you always want to win as many as possible. But versus trying to field uh, well, you just events, kinda, you just kind of have to look at the talent you have. You know, if you're better middle distance than. You know, you kind of play around with those events and stack those. If you're better with the sprints, then you'll stack those. And sometimes, unfortunately, there's events that you maybe, you know, not put anybody in. Um, we usually don't run into that situation, but it, it, that could happen for some teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it's it's not advantageous to put a kid in that event if they're not going to score and it takes up one of their four events. So there's a lot more strategy now uh, than there has been in the past. We're still working on that. We're still learning that as coaches. Right. It's new to us. There's a new order of events this year. They switched the order of everything. So that's kind of, you know, part of the strategy as well. So you don't want your two-miler running a race back-to-back. So you got to kind of adjust everything. So it's interesting, to say the least. Excellent. Coach Leeser, boys lacrosse. Yes, sir. And uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what to look forward to with uh, lacrosse season. So we have um, a little bit, we're a little bit different than we have been in the past. Um, our numbers are a little bit lower than normal, but um, so we've kind of condensed our season predominantly to a region only schedule with the exception of one team. Um, and so our actual play season is kind of, we start after spring break, even though most of the state's already well underway. Um, so we'll kind of go, when we come back from spring break and then roll through about midway through April. 
So we'll kind of push everything. I think we've got seven games squeezed into six weeks. So it's, um, you know, more than that would be a little bit taxing on the numbers that we have. So um, to help them and, and to make things as competitive as possible, we've kind of dialed it back a little bit. Um, I'm actually, you know, asking about the, the best games. I'm, I'm trying to work on a deal. Last year we played Mount Perrin uh, and, and we had a, uh, we lost one big game to them. We were up at halftime. We ended up losing that game by one. And so, as everybody knows, Mount Perrin's a team that we like to kind of rival with. So we're trying to, we're in the process of trying to get that game to come back here this year. Um, so if it can, we'll modify our website because um, they graduated most of their talent. So I think that'll be a pretty good, solid, competitive game again. Um, they ended up beating us in the end of things by a goal last year, and I'd like to kind of flip the tide this year with them. So I know that would make a lot of the older kids really proud to be able to do that. So. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I was looking around the room, I know lacrosse, maybe tell our, our listeners a little bit, just generally speaking, how lacrosse in the state of Georgia works, because it's not seven different state champions yeah, in the so, different regions. It's kind of more area-based. Yeah, ironically, it's since I've been back in Georgia, um, <laughs> it kind of changes every year or two. But right now, where we're where we're focused is the way that our regions and championships are, are made up is they kind of do the region still on area. But when you get into the playoffs and the championships, it's literally broken down into 1A through 5A. So all schools between 1A and, and 5A division, regardless of private or public, are loaded together and then 6A and 7A. So there's really just two, at the moment, two state championship classifications. Um, although this is probably the last year for that. We had, we had meetings at the beginning of the year and that's probably gonna move to four next year so uh, in the grand scheme of things i think that's better for the for the sport and and a lot of the schools involved but um as anything it's a developing <laughs> system and we'll just have to keep tuned but ending this year it'll be two state championships okay so you got the big boy teams against everybody else but then you but you still got some small teams against some pretty big teams you in that second division. you do and and ironically it's if whether you look at one through five a or six a and seven a since lacrosse is kind of one of the newer sports in the south um it almost at a lot of times it doesn't matter the size of the school it, it really matters on um, the region, the area itself, and the length of uh, longevity for sport in the in the area. Um, so there's a couple places throughout the state that have really kind of developed a powerhouse area, mm -hmm. and and it really doesn't matter too much the size of the school. Um, there's some we play some some one A schools that are as you know they're they're state contenders every year, sure. and then we also play like. A, one of the games we'll play this year is the 7A team, um, but that's actually the 7A team we play is probably one of our easier opponents. Mm -hmm. So they're just, they're in a place where they're in one of those powerhouse sets and they're, but they're in a school that didn't develop it till after all the other big schools in the, in the county were established. So they've been struggling to kind of develop that way, much like any, a lot of new schools do when they bring mm -hmm. the sport in. So. You get a lot of interesting matchups in lacrosse. Yeah, absolutely great. Well, we'll look forward work forward to uh, to seeing everybody 
uh, out on the field and uh, the track and the courts uh, this year. Um, and obviously some of those games are underway, but I uh, encourage uh, those listening to, to come out and, and support the, the Tigers. And, um, and these, uh, these folks do a great job and their staffs of, of working hard. I would love to know uh, what is it that you enjoy most about coaching at Darlington? I can tell you, it's just, these kids are amazing. Uh, they're fun to work with. Um, and, and you really got an opportunity to uh, watch them excel. Um, I think you come out to practices, they're, they're energetic. And, uh, you know, getting away from the classroom, like the classroom's not bad, but getting out there really lets you free up a little bit and, and enjoy your day. So it, that's one of the things I enjoy about Darlington, is how these kids really respond and react out in the field. Great. I think just strengthen the relationship uh, that you're able to build in the classroom out on the court. Um, you, you've got 70 minutes with a, a student in the classroom and, and you got to wear a certain hat and then you get out on the court and, and can, uh, you know, act, be a little looser and, and, and have a little bit more fun. Um, and just kind of seeing the growth of the student athlete um, over the years and, and just the relationships that I think athletics uh, are built through athletics. I mean, some of the values that are are learned, um, you know, that, that's super important and something that, in the case of tennis and, and golf, I mean, I think you can you can play those forever. Uh, so just kind of fall in love with the sport and, and continuing on. For sure. I love the uh, the teamwork aspect of it, and you know, I was um, I would say you get better at going through tough times by going through tough times, and I think sports gives us a little laboratory for that. You know, we've played some really miserable weather games and you just watch the players fight through it. And the next time they have to do that, they've, they've done it before and they have a good experience. And sometimes you'll be down big at halftime and come back. And so I, I just think it gives them those experiences to draw down, draw on later in life uh, and enjoy going through it with them. It's gotta be the relationships. You know, golf is such an individual sport, but at the same time, it's something you do socially. And being a coach in, in golf, you're, you're able to play alongside the, the kids you're coaching. So that develops a bond that extends even far beyond Darlington. So that, that relationship sort of endures uh, for, a, for a long time. And like Reed said, it's a lifetime sport that you can play forever. Um, 46 years old and broken down, but I can still, you know, hit it around. So it's, 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 that's what I enjoy, the relationships by far. Well, I'll go ahead and tell you, I, I can't run track anymore, but uh, no, I, I think what I like most is just watching the kids compete. I think in, uh, I've coached a lot of different sports and what I've seen over the years in track, it's probably the number one sport in my opinion, what that I've been involved with where it forces a kid to get through the, the fear and the nerves. Uh, we deal with that with at least four or five kids each year will come to me uh, really wanting to quit because they can't get past that. But when they finally do, and then uh, they, they learn how to compete, and that's uh, it's pretty, that's, uh, pretty special. Right. It's hard not to say a little of all the above, but um, uh, one of the things that really stands out for me is when you, when you can see a child progress. Um, one of the things with our sport anyway is there's a huge teamwork aspect that they have to work together to be successful. Um, and we have so many different levels. So you, they really learn how to work with kids at every level. 
And, and so you can watch the kids literally develop into good leaders um, as they progress through. And, and that to me is just one of the most rewarding things when they realize they just did something they thought they wouldn't ever be able to do. And they did it with people that they probably shouldn't be able to do it with. And, and so for me, that's extremely rewarding when you see them at the end of the day and they see how things pay off. It's a good life lesson. Awesome. <clears throat> Well, coaches, thank you all again for being on today's podcast. Uh, good luck the rest of the season, and uh, we will uh, look forward to seeing your teams compete um, as we uh, we come back from spring break or head into spring break and come back from spring break. And uh, listeners, hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and we'll uh, we'll talk girls sports in Darlington in the spring uh, on our next episode as well. So uh, look forward to. Uh, to hearing from the uh, the coaches of the, our female teams, and, and obviously they're well underway uh, as well. But again, good luck to everybody this season, and uh, and go Tigers! Glad you tuned into this episode of the Darlington Podcast. Tune in each week wherever you like to listen to podcasts, and don't forget to subscribe. You can check out today's show notes at darlingtonschool.org/podcast. If you've got questions about today's program or ideas for a future episode, send an email to communications at darlingtonschool.org. The Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia, is a collaboration between the communication, advancement, and IT teams, and the intro music is student-produced. See show notes and hear more episodes at www.darlingtonschool.org podcast.